The Productive Woman, Episode 77. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with those crisis seasons of life. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 77. This episode is brought to you by Nosebee, the productivity tool that's designed to help you simply get things done. If you've listened to The Productive Woman for very long, you know that I'm one of the more than 300,000 people worldwide who use Nosebee to get things done. Nosebee is a task and project management tool, and I've used Nosebee and recommended it for at least the past year or so, so I was very excited to have Nosebee come on board as a sponsor of The Productive Woman. I'm especially excited about a special offer that Nosebee has made. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 30-day trial of Nosebee's Pro Edition by visiting nosebee.com woman, and that's n-o-z-b-e dot slash woman. So what do I like about Nosby? As I've said before, I, I really like that it's flexible enough to let me work the way that I want to work, lets me work the way that I think. It's available on any platform, any device, so Mac, Windows, iOS, Apple Watch, uh, Android, Linux, so I can work wherever and whenever I need to. But it's also flexible in the ways it lets me view my tasks and how it integrates with other services like Evernote and Dropbox. As I mentioned previously, I find it especially helpful in the way it lets me view my tasks in different ways depending on my needs at the time. So I can look at them by project, by priority, by context or category. So for instance, am I in town for an appointment? Well, I can pull up all the tasks that I've tagged as errands and see what else I can do while I'm there. I can also pull up a specific project and just look at what tasks remain on that project before I get it uh, completed. There's even a calendar view that lets me kind of get the big picture of what's coming up and lets me drag things from one day to another. So I really like that. I also love how it lets me color code my projects. I use Nosby for my day job as a lawyer. And the way I have it set up, I use one color for cl- client projects, um, another color for marketing and business development, and still another color for professional development projects and tasks like s- continuing legal education, things like that. This lets me see at a glance Um, just by kind of the mix of colors, whether I'm getting out of balance or if I'm devoting enough time to the various aspects of my professional life. So I find that really helpful. As I've said before, also, um, it integrates with Evernote, Dropbox, and Google Drive. So you can attach, for instance, Evernote files uh, or notes from Evernote or files from your favorite online storage. So you have all the information, all the documents that you need for a particular task right there at your fingertips. The folks at Nosby have prepared a really great set of short video tutorials that are available on the website or right there in the app. 
to show you the many ways you can put Nosby to work to help you simply get things done. So to set up your free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro, go to nosby.com slash woman. And again, that's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash woman. Nosby Pro gives you two accounts um, for the same price, um, you know, if you if you decide to stick with it, so you can actually uh, collaborate with your spouse or with uh, your assistant or whoever. Again, so for the free 30-day trial, it's nosebead.com slash woman. And if you decide to stick with the pro version at the end of that 30-day period, you can use the coupon code WOMAN to save 10% on the subscription price. It's well worth the cost. And I mean, I've, I've been a longtime subscriber to the pro edition long before they started um, sponsoring the show. So try it out. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know if you've tried it and, and what you think of it. Thank you so much to Nosby for supporting The Productive Woman. And now let's get into the, uh, the subject of this week's show. I received an email from a listener uh, earlier this month and she and I've talked before via Skype and uh, had had a really good conversation about, you know, the, the challenges of being a professional woman and a mom and all those things. And she sent me an email uh, that really struck me. And I, I wanted to read some of it because it kind of inspired me to, to talk about some things on the show. And, and here's part of what she had to say to me. She said, ever feel like you're just treading water day after day? I feel like I'm already tired tomorrow. This is day and night number four of my husband's night shifts, and tomorrow is day and night five in a row of solo parenting. I worked till 11 two nights last week. I went into work at 6 a.m. and left at 9 p.m. on another day last week. I took the boys to camp Saturday night where sleep was only hypothetical. Paren, the the time with the boys made it 100% worth it and lots of crappy crap I won't trouble you with. This is pretty much the way it has been since shortly after we Skyped. I haven't had much chance to listen to your podcast lately, and I haven't done much on my own journey, which I have not given up on, toward being a more productive woman. The best I've been able to do this past while has been to hold on to the productive habits I do have that I know will work. Sadly, no time for improvement or innovation." You know, and as I read, uh, her name's Janelle, as I read Janelle's email, I I found myself nodding my head. I, you know, I've definitely been there many, many times and recently. Those times when it just seems you can't get ahead, you're barely hanging on and all all the projects you have in mind to do, uh, you know, you're not doing them and you kind of, we tend to beat ourselves up for not accomplishing enough. But what I wanted to tell her as I read her email, and then what I decided I I wanted to share with you all, is at times like that, we simply need to go into what I call survival mode. And what do I mean by that? Survival mode to me is, you know what, just do the bare minimum it takes to get through the days with some semblance of peace in your household until this season passes. There are seasons of life when it's simply impossible to get all the things done that we need or want to do. 
as one article I read put it, and I'll have links for, for a couple of different articles and resources in the show notes, but one article said, sometimes just surviving, making it to the end of the month or the week or the day feels like it's about all you can do. After working for eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours, to motivate yourself to go for an hour's walk or a swim or jogging can seem like a real effort and maybe just take more energy or stamina than you feel like you've got right now. Uh, and boy, again, I just, as I read that article, I thought, yep, that's, I've been there. You know, and maybe the season is because you're working really long hours, like Janelle is right now. Maybe you're caring for a critically ill child or a uh, an elderly parent. Maybe you've got a spouse deployed with the military and so you're not, you have no help while you're doing all these things. Maybe you're ill or there's some other major crisis that has occurred in your life. Um, you know, I've, I've talked with, with friends who have been going through a difficult divorce and it, it just takes every bit of, of mental and physical and emotional energy they've got just to put one foot in front of the other as they deal with this. Whatever it is, whatever that season is, we need to learn to um, give ourselves a break, I guess. And so what I thought I'd talk about in this episode is kind of go through some of the, the thoughts that come to mind, the ways that I have dealt with these. And I actually reached out to uh, the Productive Woman community on Facebook and asked for their thoughts as well, and I'll share some of those. But the bottom line is, when you're in that season of life, it's time to, you need to get back to just the basics. You do your job, whatever your job is. If you've got a day job or caring for your children or both or whatever, the, the, whatever job you have, you do that the best you can at the, under the circumstances. You make sure there's food to eat you get some sleep, and that's about it. You cut to the bone and do only what's absolutely necessary. One of uh, the responses on Facebook, and this is from a, a, a past guest on the show, actually, Priscille Livonet of France, urged us to focus on the essential and make time for rest and self-care. And I'll talk more about that later. But the bottom line is, if you are truly in one of these crisis phases of life, for whatever reason, um, you, you've got to just get back to the, the very basics and do only what's absolutely necessary. And the second thing I thought about, uh, and, and this kind of it was reflected as I was reading um, Janelle's email, you know, she said she felt like all she can do is just barely tread water. And I think we need to give ourselves permission in times like this to just tread water. Don't think about trying to improve or innovate in terms of your productivity. Just make it through the day, the week, the month. So, I mean, some on, on a real practical level, you know, as I thought about this, well, what could you do to give yourself some breathing room? Maybe delete every single project from your task manager. You know, if you use a digital digital task manager, something like Nosby or or one of the others that we've talked about in the past, just delete every project. You're not going to do any of those things. Or maybe, you know, and I thought, could I do that? I don't know. Um, so if you can't bear to do so, maybe archive them in a way that allows you to bring them back later when you've made it through this, this season of your life. Maybe 
Delete your task manager altogether from your computer and your phone and revert to just carrying a three by five card with the two or three things you must do that day. Forget about the long-term projects. Forget about all of that. We are, we are, we're talking truly about survival mode at this time. And you don't need any reminders picking at your self-confidence or your, or your, you know, your sense of, of accomplishment of, you don't need any reminders of the things you're not doing. It's not that you're slacking off. You have decided you are not going to do those things now. Maybe someday, but not now. And, and so if it bothers you to see, you know, whatever your task management uh, tool is looking at you and think, I haven't opened that in three days or whatever, then delete it from your phone. You can always reload it. You can always start over. Maybe keep a notebook or an Evernote file handy to jot notes if you have ideas that are related to those projects or those priorities, but give yourself permission to do nothing about them until this season passes. Um, Another thought is to disconnect from electronics as much as you can. Now, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know I love my electronic tools. I love my eye thingies. I love my computers. But having those things with you all the time and can create some stress. And we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode uh, about the effects that aren't always great of, of being constantly connected electronically. So maybe disconnect from them. If, you know, you need to have your phone because it's the kind of crisis where you really need to be reachable, okay, but turn the alarms off, turn the sounds off, but and try to find some time each day, even if it's just 15 minutes, where you disconnect. Maybe go for a walk outside without your phone or anything and just be at peace. Put an out-of-office message on your email accounts if if you can do that. Um, whether it's your work one, maybe you can't do it for your work one, but you could do it for your personal accounts. And, you know, you don't have to, um, uh, out of office messages aren't only for when you're on vacation. You can put one on there now. You can just decide I'm not going to be looking at email. Um, or maybe I'm only going to be looking once a day or, or, or whatever you're capable of doing at this season. And maybe you're just going to put a message that says something like, due to current circumstances, I will not be regularly reviewing or responding to email messages from this account. If you urgently need a response to your message, and if you know me well enough to have my phone number, please feel free to call me. Otherwise, I'll res- resume email responses in a few weeks. You can do that. You have, and then just ignore your email. Uh, and another thought, if you can, you know, cancel all meetings and all appointments, except those that are absolutely necessary to keep your job or your health. Just wipe it out. We're cutting to the bone here. We are giving ourselves permission to make some space to survive. Um, and during this phase, this season, be okay with simple meals, including takeout. I, I would say we should, you know, when we're in this kind of crisis mode, we should try to avoid living on junk food because taking care of your health is especially important at times like this. But simplify as much as you can. Uh, you know, just just simple meals that work for you and your family and get a list of convenient places that will deliver decent and reasonably healthy food to you. There are services 
that will send food. If you like to cook but you don't want to shop, uh, I've recently discovered, and maybe you already know about this, but uh, I've recently discovered a service called Blue Apron. And uh, again, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's at blueapron.com that will deliver not just um, uh, recipes, but the actual groceries. And they're healthy, you know, locally sourced um, healthy foods that that are already measured out for whatever the menus are, and I mean I'm I'm taking a look at this because it looks very cool. They have options for either like a family of two or a family of four and different kinds of meals. You know, there's the we we talked at a, at a recent episode with uh, the the creator of Prep Dish, and she she provides menus and recipes and that sort of thing, and I think that's great. But if you want to go a step further. Something like Blue Apron may be a great option for you. And Amazon Prime has two-hour delivery in some areas. So you can, you know, if you run out of paper towels or toilet paper or food or things like that, you can, and you've got an Amazon Prime account, um, you can if check it out to see if they have this two-hour delivery in your area. It's The service is free, so why not? And, you know, and check in to see what other resources are available locally to help you with the task of, of getting healthy food in, in, on your table and, uh, and also just, you know, with the shopping stuff. So those are some of the things that, that I, you know, thought of in terms of just taking it easy on yourself and cutting everything out, uh, every obligation, every responsibility, every task, every project Cut everything you can that you don't absolutely have to be doing. And the next thing that I thought about is, you know, to take care of yourself. You need to try to eat well as best you can. You need to try to get a little bit of exercise if you can um, because of what it does for stress relief, as we talked about last in the last episode. But, for, but you know, on top of all that, just be kind to yourself by definition, crisis is hard. So give yourself a break and give yourself permission to deal with it however you need to. One article that I read reminds us that, and I'm quoting here, we all deal with loss and crisis differently. It is rarely easy or it wouldn't be called a crisis and getting through it wouldn't be called survival. And there'll be a link to this. This is a Huffington Post article that I thought was really good. I'll have a link in the show notes. So be kind to yourself and be kind to others for their sakes, yes, but also for yours. Uh, you know, we when we are under stress and in crisis, it could be easy to take out our, our frustration, our fatigue, our, you know, whatever, our fears on other people. But I loved this from um, that Huffington Post article that I just mentioned. And here I'm quoting again. The writer said, speaking kindly to others softens the outer crust we often build when we want to protect ourselves, whether we've been hurt or feel slighted in any way. I've learned over the years that when I give kindness, even in the mere tone of voice, kindness comes back to me tenfold and just in time to help me get through one or more day, one more day, one more hour. Uh, so I thought that was really, really a great reminder. That same article reminds us when we are in crisis to avoid what, what they called social addiction. You know, don't spend all day on social media. Uh, this writer urged us to pick up the phone and call a real live voice 
Um, she said, you'd be surprised at how great it feels to step away from the keyboard and just breathe. We, we can get real hung up on the, the dopamine hit we get from checking social media and finding out somebody's liked one of our posts or something. But in a crisis, it's particularly important not to sort of retreat into that and hide in that, but to maintain those connections with people face to face if we can or on the telephone. And I would also say, do something every day to relieve stress. Because when we are in crisis, whether it's because we're working long hours or we're parenting while our spouse is far away or we're caring, especially if we're caring for a, a sick child or something like that, our stress can just go through the roof. And we need to do something to relieve that stress. Remember, you know, look back to episode 75 where we talked about this kind of in detail. Some of the things, the, the impacts, the physiological impacts of the stress that we endure and some of the things we can do to relieve it, whether it's a little bit of exercise, more sleep, journaling, talking to somebody. Again, check out episode 75. And then the next thing that I thought about is... Um, to lean on support systems. And I will say that when I reached out to the community in uh, on Facebook, uh, almost everybody who responded sent some version of this. Um, f- first of all, to accept any help that's offered. Leanne Guzman on Facebook agreed very much with this and reminded us, and don't feel guilty, just decide to pay it forward someday. Um, you know, so accept that help. If somebody comes forward when you're in a crisis time and offers help, um, then accept it. Also on Facebook, in response to my question about this, um, Melissa Orlando said, uh, talked about a situation where her mother went through a health crisis and then died recently in a city far from where she lives. She said, I had to take my nursing infant there and my husband and other two kids remained at home. She she gave some really great advice. She says, my advice is to be specific about what you need. When people ask you to tell them how they can help, tell them exactly what they can do. My friends watched my kids after school, fed them meals, and even wrapped some of our Christmas gifts. Everyone was so wonderful during a really bad time. And she she goes on to say, and during non-crisis times, remember that and help your friends everywhere you can. Uh, she gave another tip that uh, that I'll, I'll mention uh, kind of for when we, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit later about when we the crisis ends, but she, I wanted to mention this because this came from Melissa and I thought it was really good. Um, she says she encourages us in sort of everyday life not to procrastinate. She said, I was so lucky that I'd made myself take care of Christmas before the crisis. We had decorated and purchased all gifts by Thanksgiving. I did it so I could enjoy the season, but it ended up ensuring my small kids had Christmas as normal through the worst. Um, So she says, I'm also fairly organized at home, which helped my husband dive in. Another preemptive tip. I thought that was great. So thank you for that, Melissa. So again, when people uh, offer to help you, accept that help. Don't be so proud that you don't. Uh, you know, we have this tendency to think, to not want to admit our weakness, but it's not weakness to accept help. And as Melissa says, tell them exactly what kind of help you need, because when people offer, they really do want to help. 
uh, you know, and on top of that, don't go ahead and ask for help. Uh, Mary Steigletter on Facebook pointed out that most people just try to do it all, but we live in community and the people who love you want to help. So are there friends, family, or, or your church that you can go to? Can they bring meals? Can they help look after your children? Can they give rides to events or something like that? Figure out what you need and be strong enough and brave enough to ask for it. Um, also on Facebook, Corinne Forrest suggested that support groups are invaluable to help you f not feel so alone and give you potential helpful advice. So, you know, if your crisis is related to health issues, whether yours or somebody else's, or relationship issues, or addictions, or substance abuse, or any of a number of other types of situations, there likely is a support group available. So Google it or ask around and make those connections that will help us get through these difficult and trying crisis times. As I was preparing for this episode and, you know, thinking about the response to the, the, the memories and the feelings that were stirred up as I read Janelle's email, I couldn't help but think of my friend Val, whose 10-year-old daughter was diagnosed with cancer a few months ago. And I reached out to Val and asked her if she would mind sharing what advice she has for other moms going through a crisis time like that. And, you know, as you might imagine, she's um, very busy taking care of her daughter and her other children and, and her husband and, and her daughter's in, in the hospital many miles away from home. And so she gave, a, a, she sent me a, a, a message that kind of had her bullet point suggestions for all of us for when we're going through a time like that. Here's what Val had to say uh, that helped her, uh, is helping her get through this. Cherishing every moment, taking one day at a time, friends and family, um, occasionally denial, and she kind of had a smiley face there, the support group of other cancer parents. Danny, her daughter, said positive thinking and talk and hope. Um, Val says, it's amazing what happens when you stop trying to run things and let God take over. I wouldn't wish cancer on anyone. However, I see Danny inspiring others, bringing them to God. So it's kind of amazing. She says, the worst outcome still nags at us, but we all push it, uh, still nags at us all, but we push it down. It's brought us all closer together, but could any minute tear us apart? Roy, that's her husband, Roy and I have become better friends. Cherishing every moment is a big one, both good and bad. Nothing is business as usual. We packed to come for two weeks and have been in Oklahoma City since the end of November. And as I'm recording this, as she was writing it, it was in early February. It's a desperate time. It's frustrating and heartbreaking, but hope gets us through. God helps. So that's, you know, from someone who's going through what may be one of the worst crises a mom can be faced with. And that's the advice that she shares. So thanks, Val, for sharing that. Finally, I would say don't stay in survival mode any longer than you have to. 
life is not meant to be lived that way. So, so have a plan as you have the time and the energy to begin to develop a plan to emerge from crisis mode and get back to, to pursuing the things that matter to you. Take things one step at a time. Write down a list, every step you can think of that's needed to exit that current status and get back on track. And then just do one thing off that list each day as and when you can. But remembering when you're in the midst of crisis, that's not the time to take on new projects or beat yourself up for the goals that you set for yourself that maybe you have, have to set aside. But as you can, you know, for some, to some extent, that's that hope that Val was talking about of looking to a better future. Develop a resource list. Maybe keep it in Evernote or in a notebook in your home or office for the next crisis because we're all going to have them, aren't we? I mean, that's just a fact of life. These difficult times, and they run this, the gamut from, you know, a busy time at work that has you working long hours all the way to a death in the family. And that's what we have to, we know those things come. So we can, when we, as we work our way out of a crisis, prepare for the next one. And that was some of the feedback we got from some others. And I also got the idea from a, a short article on Inc.com about dealing with crisis in a business. They were talking about a business context, you know, having a crisis management plan if there's some bad publicity or something like that. But I think it makes sense for personal crises as well. Have that list of resources of places you can get quick meals or, you know, people you can call upon for help and phone numbers and passwords and all those sorts of things. So those are, those are the things that I thought about I, as I, you know, as I said, pondered the email that I'd received from Janelle and, and the situations that I've dealt with in my own life. I hope that uh, some of that is helpful to you, but I would love your feedback. I would love your thoughts and your ideas. Do you have tips for surviving those crisis times of life that you could share with the rest of us? I would love to hear from you. There are a number of ways that you can share your thoughts. If you want to share them publicly, you can go uh, do so in the show notes for this episode by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 77 and scrolling down to the comments section. Or you can post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page and then we can all interact with it. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your tips uh, to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message either on the website or on the Facebook page. And I would really appreciate hearing from you on this. Um, the, the tools, the mechanisms, the systems that you use to kind of survive during those challenging times of life. If you are enjoying The Productive Woman and uh, would like to maybe help out a little bit, there are a couple of things you can do. First of all, tell somebody about the show. Most people find their next favorite podcast or their first podcast through recommendations by their friends. There are a lot of people that don't even know what a podcast is. And so if you know someone who might um, enjoy being part of this conversation with us, let them know how they can find The Productive Woman. And beyond that, 
I would love it if you would take a few moments, if you haven't already done so, to leave a, a short review of The Productive Woman on iTunes or in Stitcher. There are links in the show notes for that. Um, I would like to say thank you to a couple of people who've read, uh, who've left some really nice reviews uh, on iTunes lately. Alice Kathleen from the USA said, uh, called it life-changing. She said, such a well-researched and thought-out program. I honestly think back to things I've heard on the show numerous times a day. Thank you. Thank you, Alice Kathleen. Um, Skingla12, also from the USA, said, I so needed this. This gives me so much to look forward to. I've been struggling with my work and home life balance. This podcast helps me keep it together. And GW Happy, also from the United States, called it practical and real. She says, Laura does a great job acknowledging what many of us have been thinking but have been afraid to say. Her practical tips get their value from her personal experience, her humility and honesty, and her genuine desire to help you get better at what you do. Um, So thank you, GW Happy. She says more, and you can see that in iTunes. Uh, uh, I really appreciate this feedback. It's very encouraging to me, so thank you. Thank you all. Uh, A couple of other quick reminders to watch the replays of the Blab events uh, that I've done, the live streaming video conversations, or to follow me for notices of upcoming Blabs, uh, visit visit blab.im slash Laura McMom. And we do have another one of those international blabs coming up with Priscille from France, Julie from Israel, and me talking about decluttering. And um, that will get posted or, or scheduled in blab soon. So we'd love to see you there and have you be part of that. Uh, I'm also I'm available to speak at your events, and I've mentioned that before. I'm working on my schedule this year, and I'd love to, to have you added there. So if you have a women's group, a, a retreat, business teams, or, or you know any sort of, of event that could benefit from or would enjoy a conversation about productivity and making a life that matters, I'd love to talk with you about that. So send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can call me at um, 972-638-0300. And uh, I'd love to have that chat with you. And finally, remember to check out our sponsor and take advantage of the free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro by going to nosby.com woman. And thanks again to Nosby for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you again for spending this time with me and for being part of my life. I, I d- don't think you can imagine how much it means to me. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.